Welcome back, beautiful people. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Darren Bucare here, and he is a past life regressionist, spiritual consultant, spiritual healer. He has been featured on CNN and The Ellen Show. Welcome. Hi. How are you, Haley? Yeah, I'm very excited to talk with you. Um, yeah, amazing. It's a wonderful morning, feeling good, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I do have uh, my grandfather's... Uh, funeral to go to on Thursday, so I'm kind of leaving town right after we have this meeting, and so so the ideas of, of October kind of flood into that, like the veil is thin and all that stuff, which mm. is kind of a, a running theme for me the last couple of weeks, so. Yeah, definitely, and listen, as you bring that up, uh, y'all, he does house calls, which I think is fascinating, so mm -hmm. go into that real quick, so yeah. say if somebody is in the Atlanta area, mm -hmm. And they say, hey, I think I have some sort of ghost or entity. What, what, what would that be? Well, I have to go and assess what it is. I'm an interactive medium, you know. So I connect with the spirits and kind of uh, I, I, I have a buffer with my spirit guide who's going to want to uh, just kind of open up a channel for me. But I don't have them kind of just jump into my energy or anything like that. I learned that was very dangerous in my early 20s to kind of just hop into and communicate like that, you know, that people do automatic writing or let things channel through their arm or something. And I, I don't do that. Um, so I, everything goes through my spirit guide. I, I'll go to a home and I've been to quite a few. So I've only been here a little over a year and a half. And, uh, you know, I visit and I assess what's going on here. What are we dealing with? Uh, so when I initially show up, it would be, you know, uh, what I call an assessment of, of the space and, and what we're dealing with. And at that point, I'm not confrontational to anything there. I don't care what, what's going on. I'm poltergeist. I mean, there's all sorts of different spirits. And I don't want to waste all of our time talking mm -hmm. about what the different spirits are or whatever, but I can walk it. It could be an elemental, like a poltergeist throwing stuff around. It could be a family curse. It could be a demonic situation. Um, infernal spirits are spirits that want to parasitically take from us and take away from our life and ostracize us from other people, uh, family members, loved ones, friends, uh, relationships. Um, so those are, those are destructive spirits. So I, uh, if I'm dealing with something like that, I do not want to walk in someone's house, rile it up and say, okay, I'll come back in a couple of weeks. Like that's, you would rather not do that to mm -hmm. those people, you know? So you keep it kind of covert. You walk in, like you're just visiting a cup of tea and, and then I give them the, like, this is what's going on. Like, this is what's happening. And then this, these are your options and what you want to deal with. And depending on how severe it is, you know, and, and I'm pretty competitive with, I don't know what a lot of people charge for that, but I'm on a short list of people you would call. So I used to have to like either be flown in to, you know, from New Orleans, everywhere I'm going, you know, Dallas here, but, you know, so now that I am here, it's kind of nice for people to be able to have access that I can just drive to wherever I need to go, whether it be Druid Hills or, or whatnot. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. Yeah. I think that's in really interesting. And then also go into what are past life regressions? Um, well, everyone has their own version of it. Some people regress you by opening up a channel and um, pulling you back into your past life. And then they get a vision of it, the, re the reader or the practitioner does. And then they share it with you. For me, I regress somebody um, and I use hypnotherapy. I use uh, transcendental meditation uh, and, uh, and I do kind of a spiritual push is what I call it. So I kind of give you a little like a and kind of give you a little push back into whatever the most relevant lifetime 
that would affect your ascendancy into being more of an elevated consciousness? What do we need to know? Because as an Ayurvedic palmistry expert, if I can see someone in person, and that's not always the case. Sometimes I regress somebody over the phone and they're in Portland or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, but if I can look at your hand, uh, it's going to tell me how many past lives were in your concurrent soul path or the last, you know, uh, the last series that you went through. And if you're an older soul, um, there may be one there. You might have a bubble on one of them. Bubbles are not fun in Ayurvedic palmistry. So it's not on, it's on the side of your hand. Um. Yeah, 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 she's looking at her. Head. Yeah, so if uh, I'll show you, they're 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 here. Okay. Oh, okay. So if you have like bu -bu 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 -bu, and then one's a big bubble, that means that was a scary, that was scary town. Like mm -hmm. I don't know what was going on. You ran out of potatoes. It was uh, you, I, you know I progressed people back to Auschwitz, and you know it was not a party. But like then they realized, okay, I was this French lady feeding these people. I couldn't save them. I couldn't do anything, and they were going to kill me if I didn't do this. And then, you know, one of my clients, like, she realized this. And then when she realized it, the whole scene switched. And then suddenly she's in Tuscany and she's rolling out dough to make bread. And her grandchildren are outside playing. It's a totally different thing because she needed to deal with that, own it, and release it. Which was beautiful. And so happy. So. Wow. So and interesting. Testimonials and da-da-da-da. So you mm -hmm. know, like, and it's life-changing. And, you know, I, I, was, I went to, a, you know, a two-month course on this. When I lived in Vermont, like in 99, when I was like this old, you know, but uh, I didn't think that I was affluent enough or adept enough to bring this into my practice till about, I don't know, like 12 years ago, something like that, when I was like, okay, why can't I share this with other people? And that's where you, you, you know, you take some courses in hypnotherapy and, and realize what, kind of how to integrate it into that, you know, so profound stuff. Yeah, that is. And would you say that a lot of people in terms of like, what is the main issue in terms of past lives? So would it be like mm -hmm. money issues? Would it be relationship problems? Everyone's different. Mm -hmm. We're all original snowflakes. So we all have, and there's a kaleidoscope of issues from every lifetime as we're, 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 you know, we're panning through, let's say you are an old soul. Let's say you have a 10 plus lifetimes. There could be more than one issue, but your particular issue might be that you were, um, uh, prohibition era, you know, Canadian whiskey smuggler, and you were driving from Chicago to Canada and you pulled over and one of your colleagues decided to shoot you in the back of the head and steal all the whiskey and money and, and leave you on the side of the road. That would be a karmic and soul deficit that you're not sure why you don't trust people in this lifetime. Mm. Do you get my point? That yes. was another regression I did where, and I felt bad. This kid was like 21 and he was like having all these problems and all these issues. And then I did a reading for him and I'm like, I'm like, you got this massive thing on your, you know, on one of your past lifelines. And I'm getting this, this vacuum. Like you're just really like it, impending doom is going to happen any second. And then he was able to get on with his life and not worry. So at all. Oh, wow. So it's, it's really the healing aspect of it is really there. And it can be a harrowing. I'm not going to lie, but a lot of times it's just really beautiful. It's just really profound. Um, one of the last ones I did was someone, and this is, I think she was, you know, Polish lady, something comes in and then she I regressed her back to like, she was a Mayan priestess, high priestess. And she had all the villagers come and leave her peacock feathers and all these offerings. And then she blessed them and they all hugged and that's it. You know, like I was, I was like, whoa, groovy. You know what I'm wow. saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it can be really profound. Mm -hmm. And then what about in terms of, cause I'm, you do psychic readings too. Is that mm -hmm. how that 
So what would that be? Would that be tuning into someone's higher self and seeing a potential like future? Well, I ask your spirit guide. I ask my spirit guide, ask your spirit guide. What's up with, I would say, what's up with Haley, you know? Um, and then when I do that, I could get, I'll see, I'm a clairvoyant mostly. So I see things in a visual. So I have to uh, blindfold myself. And then um, as I'm blindfolding myself, I'll start to see things kind of pull together into like a cohesive, sometimes it looks like a panorama of people talking or one person and they're doing gestures and the gestures kind of translate into a feeling which translates into words. And that's how it works mm -hmm. for me. Um, I used to offer that on Bourbon Street. I'm a former reader at Marie Laveau's house on uh, House of Food on Bourbon Street. So, you know, this is arguably the most famous place in the country to get a reading. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a shift there is I'm booked all day. So I couldn't offer that to everyone. Because first of all, they're walking in off of Bourbon Street. And they're oh, like God. drinking a battery. <laughs> they're like, what's up, you know? And I don't want to open the channel up to like whatever's dancing um, so just opening your, even your spirit guide up to that. And then you're getting, cause here's the thing, you know, and this is why I'm not part of why I'm not there anymore is when people are on vacation, they're trying to have a nice time and they want, they want to connect with real spirituality. Cause that's what the city of new Orleans, like that's, mm -hmm. that's what people want to do. However, you know, you don't want to ruin their vacation, but I mean, that's, I would be like, I'm. If you, you know, people would, would go like, okay, I'm going to this place. It has this reputation. I want to b believe in something outside of what I can see, touch, and, and smell, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So they want you to shake their tree a little bit, but not sometimes, some people, not so much, you know, like, oh, it'll be so fun. And it's like, well, yeah, but I might say that it's not your fault that your stepfather abused you when you were 15 or something like oh. that. And that's, then it's suddenly your bachelorette party is, is it's different. You know, so you got to be, and I was an English major beforehand, so I have to say, say it in a nice way. You know, that's what a lot of people in my, my profession don't know. Like, it's how you frame it and care, and care for your people, care for your people, because you're, you're, you're affecting their lives. You know, like you really are. You know, what, what you're saying translates into what they're going to take with them. I can't tell you how many people would show up for reading and they'll be like, I saw a psychic like 12 years ago and they told me that I was going to never find love at all. And I'm like, so some, somebody 12 years ago when you were at a carnival or something told you you're never going to find love and you've been carrying that with you this whole time. So you just don't, mm. you don't do that. For, even if you see something where, where they're going to have a string of bad relationships or something bad, you, you, you give them a, something proactive to work with so that way maybe they can change the trajectory of that. Yeah. Cause what you're saying is, is that nothing is permanent, right? That may be a projection, but that's not, it's not predetermined, right? Well, there's a, there's an, there, there's a level of that, but we have, we do have free will to some degree, you know, and, and, you know, I'm going to get into a giant theosophical conversation about mm -hmm. God or about the law, Alofe, you know, Kuan Yin or whatever. I mean, we could go mm -hmm. like, we could do that, you know, but at the end of the day, there's some things that are set in front of you and you can choose to pick them up. You know, there's going to, if you're walking down a road, mm -hmm. you know, uh, like my podcast is called walking the crossroads. So if you're walking that crossroads, you've got to pick which way you're going to go. And if there's like, Ooh, shiny over here, but bad for you, red flag town. If you do that, then you're going on that path. If you do the, okay, maybe let's be a little bit more buttoned up 
a little bit more conservative, but see where I really try to help people is to find them a Libra too. So find eventualities, kind of look at the balance of both things. Sometimes if you go for the, the 2.5, three kids, five kids thing, and you're just kind of, you know, you do the, you know, like that's what you always, or that's what was pre-programmed for you to do. Mm-hmm. That maybe is not the most people think, oh, that's the safe bet, you know, like that's the, but at the end of the day, if we're just struggling with why am I like having to like cart all my, you know, daughters around to Swifty events or something like, like, why is, is this just my life now? Like, is this, <laughs> is this what my life's about? And then you're like freaking out. And then I have to say, I'm the ground zero person when you're like 38 going, what the hell's going on in my life? I, I need something else. Yeah. And it's like, well, the idea is everything is, is live, work, balance, life, work, balance. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and if it's all, you know, life and not, work then maybe you need some work if it's all work and no life you get my point yes so interesting what you you just said so in terms of the fact that those readings could help someone connect deeper to their purpose and soul's purpose forest for the trees yes yeah it's hard to see sometimes we're just doing Mm -hmm. we're doing we're doing and uh and we also want to be mindful of our, our life partner or significant other and what they're going through and and all of that is hard to manage all the things, especially with kids, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, it's, that can be, that can be challenging. But what we sometimes miss is that we need, you know, and I'm a proponent of this because actually, believe it or not, I'm, I'm kind of a younger soul. Like I'm kind of, you know, I'm on my fifth, you know, so I'm kind of, I got some and all my other four past lives, I was uh, doing the same thing for a living, which is why I'm adept at it. However, I'm still kind of a, you know, we can't forget F-U-N. It's important. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we need that. Mm-hmm. We can't X that up. That's part of the pie chart, too. Uh, but some people do. And then they're like, why am I crabby? I'm like, well, what do you do? Do you do anything to kind of blow off some steam or something? Like, really blow it off. Mm-hmm. Like, not like, see, I'm doing this. Like, I'm listening to, you know, you know, whatever, my my app, my my meditation app or something. I'm like, is that is that fun for you? <laughs> Are you enjoying that? So do you notice that a lot with people? How they're just, they're really lacking the, because I've noticed this in terms of people's mm-hmm. relationships. You're saying people are really, they get stuck in the autopilot, the routine, their relationships and their kids and work, that they, they, they're lacking that mm-hmm. novelty and fun. It's necessary. Now, mm-hmm. mind you, I lived in New Orleans for 16 years, so I'm going <laughs> to, I, I mean, that's kind of par for the course, you know, um, so I understand what that is. But sometimes you just have to do something a little ridiculous and it doesn't have to involve getting inebriated or anything like that. Just go throw a hatchet or something. I don't know. You know, escape, <laughs> well, yeah. escape, pole escape room it up. Yeah, pole dancing. I talked, I did a reading for somebody the other day. She's got like a pole pole dancing, you know, like workout thing going. I'm like, you get, get it, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, go ahead, Mama, <laughs> go for it, you know? So I think all of it's, you know what? It, step outside your box. That's all. Okay. You know, and then people that are always outside the box and they're bugging out and they're dumpster fire town, they need to step into the box. <laughs> and you know, you life coach, so you understand what, what I'm saying. I do know. Yeah. <laughs> we all, that's why we all have different needs. Yeah. So we're not all like, this is what works. This template works for everybody. It, it, that doesn't really exist. Yeah, because one thing I've noticed recently in society is you're right about that. The whole, uh, you know, think about it. The nine to five, two kids, marriage, house. 
whatever that that's some people but that can be so many different variations of that what if you're this like mega dynamic person that has all these different like ideas aesthetics modalities and then you funnel that and narrow it down into this is my life and then you're kind of not even doing a lot of um to for professionally or you just like you know Mm-hmm. And then you you know and you exist through the window of someone else, and you go to their work events and their things, and then it's like, where is my identity in there? Mm-hmm. And then it can make us crabby sometimes, you know. Yeah. So I, I'll suggest to be like, you know, do a mom blog or something. I, mm-hmm. I don't know, do do something creative, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, sometimes, oh well, then I don't have time for that. And I'm like, well, you got to do something for you somewhere. Along the lines, and it's not just moms. It's I mean, their dad, stay-at-home dad is is an, is that's not a, a, an imaginary. It's not a unicorn. Okay, it's it's everywhere now. Mm-hmm. You know, I I talk to a lot of badass. You know, get it, queen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now she out there doing it, and she making four times as much as the husband was making. And now there's like we added a child or two, and now your 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 thing is to do kids and and soccer games and stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. or whatever. You know. And then occasionally go play pickleball with the other stay-at-home dads. Like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not a bad life, you know, but maybe he was doing, pulling the heavy load at the beginning of the relationship, maybe. I don't know. Especially with tarot cards. Here's the thing with tarot cards. So tarot, when we put down an emperor, Uh an emperor is supposed to be an administrative, forward-thinking, someone who goes out and takes and adds to the repertoire of his empire and constantly is like the hunter gatherer person. Like mm-hmm. I got to go out and add and add and have that administrative assertive power, um, initial leader, that sort of thing. Sometimes I pull an emperor card and it's not a guy. It's a badass woman. Boss yeah, lady. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it totally is. And then sometimes I pull the empress and it's the stay at home dad. Now you're probably not going to see the hierophant, which is a high priest or the high priestess that changed gender so much. Cause that deals with like actual intrinsic, Mm-hmm. like mystical soul power of your gender. So that's a little iffy, but sometimes I'll see a king, CEO, king of wands, and it's a, it's certainly the lady that's in control of yeah. the, you know, they just got to be like, they got to be that that assertive thing. But I don't want us to lose mm-hmm. our divine masculine or feminine along the way. Yes, and that's a big something I see too, is the yeah. balance of the masculine and feminine. Like the stay-at-home dad still needs to have his divine masculine. Too. He still needs to emperor some stuff up, whether he's in charge of the spice rack or whatever <laughs> it is. <dude. laughs> this is my spice rack. <laughs> Not really. For his man cave. <laughs> whatever. whatever it is. This is my pickleball racket. You know, like, that's it. Don't mess with my stuff. So are the cards pretty accurate? Because I've had some readings done, and they are interesting. Uh-huh. Well, tarot cards are cardstock with images. From an artist that decided to take the symbology of the major and minor arcana and translate them into their version of what they think the tarot should look like. That's all they are. They're divinatory tools. Mm-hmm. It's the person that's using them that's the interesting person. It just depends on how adept they are at it, how, how faithful they are in the belief of the messages they're receiving, and um, you know how you're really at peace with, with believing the messages that you receive. So when you look at, say, the the death card, and a lot of people are like, oh, God, it means this and that and all that stuff. But when you when you look at it and the person, you look at the card, you look at the person, and whether it's right side up or upside down, 
all of that means something. And then if you deep dive into that, you can really get a lot of information about that person. And it says, I'm going through a transformation. I'm going through, I'm, a, I'm doing a restart. I'm doing a reboot. I'm losing some of my old, who I was before. And I'm becoming someone new. And for that reason, that death card is scary. Because it's scary. Change is scary. It's just scary for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, don't, we have these comfort zones, these prosaic things that we do all the time that feel creature, like that feel like this is who we are. But is it really working? And why are we crabby? If we're crabby, that means we need to change something. And the death card is a really good thing. But again, it's like, you know, when you're, you go in a cocoon and you're in the cocoon, you can't see anything. And that's, 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 that shakes your tree a little bit. And it's scary. And sometimes people are like, I don't like this. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But when you come out of the cocoon, what are you? The butterfly. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just <laughs> go through it and be a, you can fly afterwards. Just keep going, you know, keep swimming. Go, you know, go ahead, mama. Like, keep going. Mm. Okay, so for people that, because um, I'm talking about spiritual awakenings, mm-hmm. how many awakenings do people have? I feel like kind of what you just said, it's almost like this constant process of. I mean, everyone's different. So I've seen, I could look at your lifeline. Now, your lifeline is two different things it's um, your cardio, like you got good cardio, you got bad cardio, what's going on? And how happy you are about waking up in the morning. Now, your lifeline splits and skews into two different areas and so it stops and restarts that's a major life like whoa like i gotta re regroup now sometimes i'll see that twice or three times in a lifetime that's unusual sometimes people have it once in a lifetime sometimes you know it could go into that again for people what do you mean by three it could be three breaks in your life life it could be three reboots like Uh full-on life like full now on. you could get the death card in a, in a tarot reading and that might be like okay i don't need to work at this company anymore. or i need to definitely go out and socialize with my friends i've, I've done none of that in two years that's a death card moment when your lifeline stops and then restarts it means it's something like wildly cataclysmic happened to make you like say i need to not everything i'm doing needs to change completely so that's a huge and so that could be near death experience. That could be divorce. That could be death. What would it like? What? Loss of a loss of a parent, uh, debilitating physical illness, or maybe we lose 180 pounds and we're like, let's go. I'm sexy. Let's get it. You know, I have nothing. Everything. What I whatever I was doing with TLC and staying home and da 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 da. That that's not my life anymore. This is my life is orange theory and let's do it you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah so that's like you, you get what you get wrong yes, something huge you know a lot of my clients and i'm so happy that, that everyone's so excited about like holistic medicine and stuff but but and i do want to say this i like i love everyone that that's so enthusiastic but you got to do a little more than just decide you're excited about about spirituality to open a healing center not everyone because it's a lot of work, guys, and it's um, and and then you got to hire people, and and they're all everyone's like just baby new age people. We're all figuring it out now. Not me, because this has been my life and my job for so long. But so it's it's a it's a it's a it's an uphill battle to open a healing center because you have to. It has to monetize itself too. Mm-hmm. You know, people have to come in and pay for stuff, and it's you know. It's a tough, it's a tough road sometimes, but people are excited. I think that's great. It's like an Aquarian age vibe. Mm, yes. Yeah. Because so many people talk about the new earth and how we're just, you know, the, the 3D, 5D split. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so many people talk about that, but do you think it's, I personally have found that only a few people, like I only meet rare people here and there that are really on the spiritual path. Other than that, most people I meet, maybe they're spiritual, but it's not their whole life. I mean, it doesn't need to be your whole life. Yeah. But when you're doing it, do it. You know, I, and I just, I was raised Orthodox Catholic. So we sit down and they're like, you know, crabby nuns are like, shut up and sit here and pray and talk to Jesus for two hours. I'm like, okay. So I'm talking to Jesus and I'm like, I'm studying all this stuff about like, um, the, you know, how the, the Roman Catholic Church did, a, da, 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 like, you know, built cathedrals on, you know, ancient, like pagan holy sites. And I'm like, that's not cool. And I got crabby between 18 to 22. I was like, that makes no sense. I'm crabby and everybody. But then I'm wandering around Savannah and I'm being trained as a medium by my mentor, rest her soul, Christia Cummings, so, uh, who owned a store called Moondance in City Market in Savannah, in Savannah, arguably the most uh, haunted city, I would say, in North America. And I've lived in New Orleans 16 years. So, Are uh, you serious? Savannah just sits there, you know. Um, New Orleans, it, 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 we have a Mississippi Delta in the, in, the, in the river, and so it moves the energy around comes in it goes that's why it's so fun mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and savannah's fun too but it just kind of there's not enough there's no ocean to pull it right out of there it's not close oh, so it just stays there just, it, so water conducts electromagnetic energy so it kind of when we have that base in there it just kind of and the water's clean that's why you can see a civil war regiment just walking across the street one of the 32 public squares you're just like what the heck was that mm -hmm. you know so as i'm being trained i realized that i had started getting hired to do all kinds of things in Savannah and I'm picking up spirit here, spirit there. And that's when I was like, wait a second. And a Celtic priest come by at this Irish cathedral they have there. And he was like, it yelled at me in Gaelic or something and hit me in the head with a Celtic Bible or something like that. And I was like, well, he's like, look, man, you can't, you can't erase your background because you just, you've been studying a bunch of polytheistic, like textbooks and stuff in the last four years like it's not if that's part of you that's great but also you can't erase who you were too you got to integrate everything and then okay. when i left savannah the next place i went was new orleans and i realized that's that is new orleans is the, it, everything's inclusive mm -hmm. you know you put these people on a ship and then the whole slave trade and we're not going to get into that but like they had nothing of of their identity other than their stories and their beliefs and their religion, but they weren't allowed to practice. So they had to incorporate Catholic saints. So St. Peter is, Papa Legba is all, all of it's inclusive. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you really get into like what the locals believe and what people practice in New Orleans, a lot of it could be, there's Egyptian, there's Celtic, there's all of it. Like Mama and Brigitte is a redheaded white lady and she's goddess of the, the cemeteries in a consort to the, the famous top hat Baron Samdi, who you see all the time pictured in New Orleans. And why, why is she redheaded white lady? Why? Because it's all inclusive. Mm. Nobody, we don't see freed people of color own more property in the late 1800s than anywhere else in North America in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't matter. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. so spirituality is like that really like mm -hmm. if you put the hard lines down and you say no you can't do this and 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 it's not okay those are humans those are human rules and i don't really sign up for that so i you know i mean that's good that your pastor doesn't think it's okay i think you know like mm -hmm. i think i don't but i don't really i would rather listen to 
you know, Archangel Michael and the five other, you know, Abrahamic divinity forms and the Blessed Virgin and what she's giving me a message about and helping me help people than what your pastor told you on Sunday. And then you're just miming it to me, if that makes any sense. Yes, it does make sense. And that's very interesting. Um, okay, so in terms of final takeaways, mm -hmm. what would you want people to know? And then also, because I loved what you brought up with that last point about uh -huh. people, you know. If it feels right, then, then it's okay. okay. Yeah, if it feels right, um, a lot of my, and shout out to all my DC, uh, you, know, new, you know, new age community, witchy community, and uh, spiritual community in DC. But um, a lot of them, and, and I share this is. It, trust your belly, which is where your sacral chakra is. Mm -hmm. If it feels good here in your sacral, then roll with it. If it doesn't feel good, it doesn't matter what people are telling you. Then maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. And that could translate into relationships. That could translate. Just kind of sink into your, your sacral chakra, which is right above your solar plexus, and just say, what does this feel like to me? Take what you need or want and what feels right and leave the rest out of it. Okay. First book I read said, go find a lightning struck tree and get a branch from it and make a wand out of it. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, where the hell are you <laughs> find a lightning struck tree? And now, of course, I got a basket of lightning struck bark in my, on my, you know, my little Celtic area in the guest room. But I'm just saying, that's a, that's a tall order for like a nine, an 18, 19 year old you're reading. I'm like, where the heck am I going? Where did you find it? I didn't do it. I couldn't find it. Oh, okay. But did, did I go get a big giant piece of marble to set up an altar? Oh, yeah, I did the other stuff. I sure did, okay. you know? Because some of, you know, it's it's necessary and it's not. And a lot of this, you know, like um, the power of manifestation, the power of intention. Mm -hmm. If you read any sort of like the Llewellyn New Age books or uh -huh. witchy books in the, in the late 90s or early 2000s, all of them have the power of intention. All of that's in there. Mm -hmm. That's like chapter two. In all of the so people just rebranding it and putting it in a new age like a, a new age uh, like slant to it and and putting a, putting it in a different book and just focusing on I mean that's chapter two in a lot of new age books you know or in a lot mm -hmm. of um, like kind of witchy you know like Celtic magic or something like that it's like chapter two. I'm glad you brought up this uh, real quick, y'all, because I also think that you're right because I think nowadays people you know this manifestation mm -hmm. world we're told people think. It's almost like they're making it sound like this is a new thing when what you just said, no, manifestation has been around for what? Mm -hmm. A long time. Uh, well, since since yeah, we've been here, since right? there were nomadic humans trying to figure out where the damn buffalo are so we can go go mm -hmm. get some meat and stay alive. They're trying to manifest, like, how do we get there? Like, let's make the herd come to us. I mean, yeah. it's part of our toolbox as human beings. We have mm -hmm. that. Um, and sometimes we put... Uh, ideologies in front of it sometimes we put like you know we're not allowed to do it this way or it's not okay or the devil told us or something that's all you know that's fear-based mm -hmm. so really i don't really sign up for that um be nice to each other that's you know that's the other thing you know there's uh, and and when people get into that like oh you'll do seven times seven or so you'll get da, da. listen if someone's trying to hurt your family or stalk you or something like that you're allowed to set up a a, a barbed wire fence around your house spiritually Mm -hmm. Oh, that might hurt somebody. Well, you know what? They probably shouldn't be stalking you then. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta you gotta be able to protect yourself and and be but be nice and be kind to people because for the most part, a lot of us deserve it, even if we're, they're jerks. 
you know? Yeah. I always, I say to a lot of my clients, you know, I'll still be like, okay, well, what would Kuan Yin do? What would Jesus do? What would Ganesha do? But sometimes I'm like, what would Angela Bassett do? Mm. <laughs> Go ahead, girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? What would, it, what would Angela Bassett do? You know, like, don't sell yourself short either. You know what I'm saying? So. Okay. Yes, I love that you just said that. Mm-hmm. Okay, y'all. I will put, place all of um, Darren's links below. Uh, I really enjoyed having you on the podcast. We're definitely going to yeah, have to have you again. This is super fun. This is yeah. super fun. I really appreciate it. And um, hopefully, yeah, we'll be in touch soon. Sounds good. And y'all, um, yeah, definitely email me or you can uh, message me on Instagram your thoughts. I would love to know. And yeah, 